Brandon, thank you so much for being with us on Talking Church today. We have a very exciting topic, and it is cryptocurrency. And there's probably a lot of people wondering, wow, what are they going to talk about? There's a million things we could talk about. But luckily, you are our resident expert of cryptocurrency. (laughs) So you are the CEO of Ingiven, which is a cryptocurrency giving platform that different charities uses, churches use it. It's the platform that we are currently using uh, here at River Valley and just started uh, last year. And so could you give us a, a quick little background on cryptocurrency, church, how how does that even blend? I'm sure there's a lot of people asking that question. Some people don't even know what cryptocurrency is aside from the commercials they saw on the Super Bowl or their, you know, grandkids or kids telling them or they saw an ad. Give us tell us everything that we need to know. No, in 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 your story, how, how did you get involved in that in the church? Yeah, absolutely. So um, maybe get the boring stuff out of the way first. So sure. we will talk about financial instruments on this episode. We'll talk about you know investments, cryptocurrency, all that stuff. This is not tax advice, not financial advice. Yes. Uh, for all listeners out there, please seek your own professional advice before investing any money. Okay, yes. very now important that to say that. Way, yeah. Um, my background is actually in engineering and aerospace, um, so very you know heavily focused on operations and compliance. Um, you know, loved Jesus for decades and um, got into crypto a few years ago, and um, really kind of had this you know tug in my heart in terms of there is something of value here, um, and there are kingdom needs out there. How how can how can we combine these two things? And so from there, um, you know, the business partner that I had um, at the time, who, who works at Ungiven now, um, we actually started a, a business helping um, churches and nonprofits accept non-cash contributions, uh, cryptocurrency being one of them. Um, long story sh- uh, short, fast forward, um, we got connected with Ungiven, and um, right away um, values aligned. They are uh, Jesus-loving uh, founders that have experience in the ministry space. Um, my uh, business partner and I have been, you know, very, very involved at churches and, um, he's held ministry roles before. So we really understand, um, the ministry space, the challenges that, um, you know, ministry leaders have in navigating, uh, new technologies, implementing new technologies and uh, giving strategies. And um, really, the, the vision and values aligned from the get-go, and so it was a no-brainer for us to jump on um, with the Ungiven team. Um, so, I mean, as of now, we've, we've got, um, you know, many, many hundreds of churches and, and nonprofits signed up, and we've processed millions in contributions. Um, and it's, it's been really exciting to see just the kingdom change that that's come about because of that. That's awesome. Yeah, and 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 to clarify to those listening, this is not a podcast where we're going to dive in too much on what is the blockchain and how all the protocols work and there's there's so many resources out there that you can learn about that we in this short time we won't be able to get into all that. So if you were hoping that this was a podcast that will teach you everything you need to know about cryptocurrency, this is not the podcast, but I do think we can talk about some unique ways that as pastors and church leaders they can start being aware of of ways that this can be used to fuel the kingdom, ways that this can be used to process giving. Um, you know, even even speaking some of the same language of people. Obviously, it's it's become increasingly popular. I mean, trillions of dollars has been poured into this over the last few years. You're starting to see this on big companies' balance sheets. 
this is something that people in their churches are talking about. And although maybe it's not a conversation on the elder board or church board level, maybe it is for some, but it, it's no doubt a conversation in the companies that are that are leading in, in their churches, the businesses. There's maybe young people that have come into a lot of money recently through crypto. There's maybe others that have lost a lot of money through mm-hmm. crypto, through maybe not understanding it specifically. And so what would you say like is a starting point for, you know, if a pastor is saying, I'd love to maybe learn a little bit more. Are there are there things that you would say, here's where I would recommend you to, because you can get down a rabbit hole quick. I've, I've been into it for about a year and a half now of really being invested in believing in this space, but I don't want to. I don't want to lead people astray. It's kind of like the disclaimer at the beginning. Is there a, a starting point that you've seen maybe pastors who at, start are asking questions where you would kind of lead them to? Sure. Um, well, I mean, typically when when pastors are, are asking us questions, it's when somebody's approached them to to give cryptocurrency. But frankly, a lot of people that hold cryptocurrency don't know that they can give it. Hmm. And what we've found is, you know. Um, if you go back a decade or a couple decades in church giving, you you as a leader in the church generally knew um, who had a larger capacity to give sure. in terms of U.S. dollars. Whereas now with cryptocurrency, um, there are many, many people in the congregation, um, depending on congregation size, that have invested in crypto. And, and like you said, Logan, a number of them have done very well mm-hmm. and don't really have a good outlet for it. Yeah. So why not give an outlet for generosity to further your mission and and your vision for your for your organization, um, in terms of um, where where to start, um, there are um, I mean plenty of different um, exchanges out there that have kind of crypto one hundred and one. What is crypto? What is blockchain? What is Bitcoin? Um, what are the differences between those three terms? Um, and I think maybe I would just like to highlight that you know cryptocurrency is, is kind of a, a misnomer. Um, in that there, there's all sorts of digital assets that aren't intended to be used as a currency, yes. um, but that have a store of value. People are willing to pay money for this item of value. Um, and there are a number of projects that have very, very legitimate technological um, reasons and business plans behind them. Um, there are The majority of them are, um, I, I would say, probably not valid projects, but there are a lot of valid projects. So it's, mm-hmm. it's kind of, there's there's the technology piece of it. There's the, um, you know, c- currency piece of it, because some of them certainly are for the intent of transacting value. Um, and then there's the philanthropy piece of it, and that's yeah. where we fit in. Absolutely. Yeah, and I think for, for again, I, I keep saying this, but I just, I really want to, like, reassure this, is for people who are pastors and leaders, you need to be pastors and leaders. Mm-hmm. You don't need right. to become crypto experts or crypto connoisseurs or even leave church to start a crypto company. Company. There are people out there that are working with the church that want to help pastors and leaders. People who are into cryptocurrency, who've made money through crypto, they need pastors. You know, they, mm-hmm. they have plenty of other resources. And so I would I would just say that is like there the the thing that I see is this is where a lot of young entrepreneurs, it's where a lot of um, even even really large uh, companies, they're starting to shift focus and attention into this. And so it's really more an awareness piece for church leaders to say, hey, this is happening in the world. This is happening in business, particularly outside of the U.S., but I think in the U.S. it's starting to catch up, that this is a big part of our economy moving forward. And so having an understanding that it it's an important thing to be aware of rather than saying like, I like 
internet is huge. It doesn't mean you need to become a software engineer, but understanding that it is existing and it's happening, I think is a key role in knowing that there's people in your church who need to be spoken to in that. Yeah. And one thing I would add is that um, it, you, you don't need to necessarily understand it, or you don't even have to believe in it, that there's a future there. But if, if there's if there's an opportunity for you to receive something of value that that is a legal asset, yeah. why would you not open up that opportunity. Totally. And, you know, for the, for the you know, pastors and ministers out there who are a little, um, you know, skeptical about this technology or, or, you know, having to implement this, you know, we at, at Given have a very simple system where we sign up with you or you sign up with us, get, we get all the compliance stuff in place, verify you, your organization, and some, somebody can donate crypto and you don't touch it. It gets mm-hmm. you. You see it as U.S. dollars deposited in your bank account. So we have a very elegant liquidation solution that makes it very, very simple for you as an organization. You don't need to hold crypto on your balance sheet. Um, if you choose to, we have an option for that. Um, and our CFO is has a, a blockchain certification from you know an MIT. So um, he's he's a smart guy, and, and we're, we're happy to walk any organization through uh, any questions they have specific to that. Yeah, and for those wondering, like, well, what is River Valley doing? We we don't have any uh, Bitcoin or any uh, uh, crypto on our balance sheet at the time, but we do accept that as a form of payment. And, you know, and given as our provider, and, and uh, disclaimer as well, this is not a sponsored video. They didn't reach out. Hey, could we be honest? I actually reached out to you guys because I thought it would be a great conversation to have. And so um, just want people aware of that. But but we do accept crypto through this last year in Miracle Offering. It was a, a big part of that. We, we received um, more than way more than we would have expected through that, but it's it's starting to uh, be a place where people are in, interested and curious. And again, there's people out there. In I mean, I, there was this guy, and and I, I won't say where where it is in in our state, um, but he I think he has something. I, I know is I think at least thirty million in in Bitcoin uh, last year. And um, but he's like a prepper. He's like a like nobody. He hasn't sold any of his Bitcoin, and he's like I won't. I don't want anyone to know who I am. And he believes the end times are coming like very soon. And it's like, he hasn't sold any of it, but there are people like that all over the country, all over the world that are just sitting on stockpiles of things that are, they've retired from it or, or I mean, hundreds of millions. I have friends of mine that I know that I grew up with that have become multimillionaires through this. And, and they're, they're all around us, you know, and, and maybe they, uh, because we don't, invite them to be a part of what God is doing, maybe they're not sure what to do with it. When 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 you're approached, you kind of explained a little bit of the process there, but when when a pastor is approached to say, hey, I want to give crypto, or I'm thinking about getting crypto, or even hearing of somebody that says, yeah, I made a lot of money in crypto, um, what are some opportunities for them that, that, you know, obviously reaching out next step, but like, can you talk us through, you said it doesn't, when, when someone gives it, it turns into cash. Can you kind of walk through what that is? I'm sure there's people wondering exactly how that works. Sure. So um, we, we have an account subscription where you can um, custody digital assets. So basically, you can hold them in an account in your name. Um, that's, that's kind of more of a, a premium feature because 99% of the organizations on our platform really like that instant liquidation feature. Mm-hmm. So essentially, as soon as uh, cryptocurrency, um, you know, well, maybe I'll, I'll take a step back. So a donor comes to your webpage and says, I want to donate, um, you know, half of a Bitcoin. They enter their information, um, and then we will generate a donation address, which populates. And and this kind of sounds maybe a little cryptic to, you know, um, anyone that's not familiar with with 
cryptocurrency blockchain. But um, be assured, anyone who who is involved in this technology under understands this. Yep. Um, but essentially, a, a donation address will be populated. They'll pull out their phone, scan the QR code, and um, then the crypto is sent. Um, the transaction is um, well, transacted on the blockchain and ends in you know at at that particular destination address. And we our technology just. Um, places a, an instantaneous market sell order. So whatever the market price is at the instant that cryptocurrency is, is confirmed on the blockchain, um, that is the US, the US dollar equivalent that, that will be uh, net after that sale. Um, we take a, a small fee off that, uh, just a transaction fee, and then we send out the US dollars um, from, from your account to, to your account. So the uh cryptocurrency transaction for dummies translation of that is someone in my church sends me whatever cryptocurrency that gets sold immediately and or relatively immediately turned into cash into the church's bank account. So it's really mm-hmm. all they're seeing is that we saw whatever they gave, but we got it in US dollars. Right. Yeah. And and another thing to note um, from from just kind of a, an IRS standpoint, a lot of a lot of churches ask, well, what about you know receding and that? So mm-hmm. as soon as the 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 crypto is sent on the blockchain and it's confirmed, the donor will receive a receipt. Hey, thanks for donating your half a Bitcoin. Um, you know, compliant with IRS rules, we don't put the USD value on there. Some orgs choose to, but most choose not to. Mm-hmm. Um, but then one thing that's that's really unique about our solution is that um, we provide um, the form 8282 and 8283, which for you uh, financial folks listening will will understand that that's uh, those are the forms that need to get submitted to the IRS for donations of property, um, one by the organization, one by the donor. So um, we, we take care of all of that. It's very streamlined. It's very simple. Um, and so, so compliance is a huge piece of what we do as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, talk about that piece, you know, and you, we were talking right before we started this and I was explaining kind of my, where I'm at in crypto and how I give. And you're like, basically you told me in the nicest way, you're stupid. You give the wrong, <laughs> you give the wrong way, Logan. You have way better uh, tax advantage solutions. And as of course we mentioned, this is not a tax advice podcast, but what are maybe out there some of the opportunities through crypto in, in the way it's taxed as we see it now. And obviously there's mm-hmm. often changes uh, to where it actually makes sense for philanthropy for people who maybe are able to give large sums of cryptocurrency. Yeah, so I think it's it's easiest to think about it like a stock donation. So um, essentially, if if you give um, half a Bitcoin and you've held it for over a year and it's appreciated twenty thousand um, dollars, you can basically give that whole gift, and um, the nonprofit receives it in its entirety, you know, minus some fees, and you get to write off that whole amount on your tax um, form at the end of the year. If, if you chose instead to trade it for another cryptocurrency or you converted it to U.S. dollars, um, that is a taxable event, a taxable sale. So that gain of $20,000 would be subject to tax um, with the IRS. And then, you know, the, the net is what you could donate. So if you started with 20, it grew to 40,000, you decided to liquidate, um, you know, you'd have to pay tax on that extra 20 that you gained. And maybe you could only give, you know, 25 or 30,000 at the end of the day versus had you donated the cryptocurrency directly, um, you would have gotten a better benefit as well as the church. Yeah, that no, and that the the larger the dollar amount that is, the more it really starts to matter. I mean, obviously, 
we want to be good stewards of our finances. And that's what I always tell people is like, when you're looking at tax law and the church, it can become really complicated. And obviously Jesus was very clear, give to Caesar what's Caesar's, give to God what's God's. But in the same way, I think uh, Dave Ramsey said this, but he's like, don't pay more than you should. Like that That's bad stewardship too. And the government <laughs> yep. has shown a, throughout many, many years, regardless of the party, a poor job of stewarding the finances in many ways that we have. So it's actually good stewards uh, for us to to take advantage of those uh, uh, solutions where we can give more, where we can, you know, give more to the kingdom, give more, you know, we do kingdom builders at our church. Um, and, and yeah, I'm, I'm, looking back and going, huh, I wonder, I wonder where I went wrong. Probably uh, everywhere is typically where I go wrong in, in that. But I was able to give the most I've been, ever been able to give by far That's to awesome. Kingdom Builders last year. So awesome. at least something's going right, and crypto was a part of that. Um, as you look ahead to what, what you see in churches, and I mean, again, there's churches right now that are probably going, we're trying to get our credit card transactions <laughs> figured out. Um, we can't even start thinking about crypto, but but there is a lot happening ahead. There's other applications that you see. I know there's you know in your your organization this is the this is like the starting point. But whenever we talk about crypto, it's like the what if, what could it be? There's other examples of blockchain technology. Are are there other things you've you've thought about? I know I've talked to others and friends of yours even that you work with. Of what are kind of the what ifs? What are things that people could say that'd be really cool to? Uh, even just get their their mind flowing on what are the, some of the opportunities that are out there through this space. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, I, I'll give you I'll, I'll give you a, a really good use case. So, um, maybe a week or two back, I had to send money uh, to a friend. Um, it, I couldn't I couldn't Venmo couldn't couldn't use an app. So, um, I I literally had to get in my car, drive to the bank, waited in line you know, submitted, you know, showed them all the documents to send, send a wire, paid 30 bucks and the transaction fee, yeah, the the wire fee. And then they got the money the next day, which I mean, pretty cool. That's like, that is fascinating lightning technology from like the (laughs) seventies. Um, but, but in, I mean, in all reality, I mean, the, the banking systems and infrastructures right now are, are running on technology that's 40 years old. Yeah. Um, so the, 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 the crazy thing about crypto is that, I mean, I could, you know, in the absence of cash apps, so in, in the U S it's kind of like, well, there's, there's all these cash apps and it's so easy to send you money. You're sitting right here. I can just pull it out and send you 20 bucks. But, you know, in, in the majority of the world, um, the, you know, third world, the unbanked world, Mm -hmm. um, most of them don't have access to banks, uh, but they do have access to cell phones. Um, and so you can send somebody cryptocurrency uh, who's you know on the other side of the world, and it can be in their wallet in a matter of a handful of seconds, and you'll have paid a small, small fraction of a transaction fee. Mm-hmm. Um, the use case is just phenomenal. So when we think to supporting um, you know missionaries in, in difficult places, unbanked places, the opportunity in cryptocurrency is huge. Yeah, it's funny. We didn't even have a chance to talk about it, but that's immediately where my mind went right when I actually understood the technology. I mean, I've been a part of teams where we've brought cash over, you know, and I think Mm -hmm. it's crazy. I'm like, we're bringing piles of cash over to bring to missionaries or to uh, projects. And it just seems so inefficient knowing that the technology exists. But but part of it is there's corruption in countries. There's a lot of things that need to be sorted out first. But I, I really do see that 
this is a way that we can help fund missionaries, even like, and I think there's a misconception too about um, uh, Bitcoin and blockchain and it's the secrecy of it and it's the dark web and people, criminals use it. And sure they do, but recently they just had that massive bust of like just under $4 billion of Bitcoin that was found through um, all the different uh, agencies that were involved. But can you, can you speak a little bit about to the misconception for people that feel like even accepting a cryptocurrency or Bitcoin or anything is like a shady business and something that followers of Jesus should not partake in. Have you, have you gotten any of that? Yeah, absolutely. And, and it's, it's, it's an understandable question. And, and we really appreciate, um, you know, pastors and, and ministers who, who, who step cautiously. Mm-hmm. They want to make sure they're being, you know, good stewards and, and acting on full biblical integrity. Um, so, I mean, I would say I, I will, I will defer to a report issued by the, um, acting head of the CIA, um, I believe it was last year where they actually did a study to understand how much, um, cryptocurrency is used in illicit transactions. And if you go back to 2013, um, approximately, you know, Bitcoin started kind of around then give or take, um, the estimated amount of, of Bitcoin used in illicit transactions was, was estimated to be around 10%. Um, since then, it's gone down exponentially, whereby the report basically said um, the, the illicit activity that is occurring with cryptocurrency is estimated to be uh, equivalent to or less than what is happening with like through dollars, mm. through U.S. dollars. So um, I, I think that report shed a lot of uh, legitimacy in in cryptocurrency. Um, and there are – the thing about cryptocurrency, why that so, – so Logan, you mentioned that, that bust that happened earlier – one of the, the crazy things about cryptocurrency is, is every single transaction is recorded. Um, the blockchain is also referred to as a distributed ledger technology, which means that the, the ledger of all transactions since that particular cryptocurrency was created can be traced. Now, you don't necessarily know, um, you know, at, at particular wallet XYZ123, you know, the name behind that, but but you can you can establish this traceability, um, and that's how that's how they're able to catch these particular criminals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's it's something where um, it, you know you think about the amount of money that's flowing through the assets, and I always tell friends, I'm like, you really think that the CIA and people aren't keeping their eyes out, really focused on this? Um, but but I think the the benefits in so many ways, and obviously I'm maybe a little bit biased, and I'm sure you you would say you are too, but it's we 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 experience it and we see it is is the, the the technology is accelerating at pace that is far it's far outpacing the infrastructure that we have in in our world and so to see what the changes could be in the developing world especially but even in America and in the west it is it, it's monumental i think the pace in which we could see this happen and and really this the the goal of this conversation is I, I just want people aware and hearing it from somebody who's in it every day, you're seeing it. But I mean, there's pastors that are saying, I'm dealing with loss. I'm dealing with families who need me to be by their side. I'm dealing with pastoring people through division and through uh, frustration in community. And I mean, there's been with the pandemic and with all that's happened in the last several years, there's so much to be focused on. And I think a lot of pastors would say, cryptocurrency. Sure, fine, great, but I'm, I just don't have time for that. And so I, I 
empathize with them and in many ways maybe they're right but i think there are people who want to support this and give and cast that vision and so um in in your world like what would be a, a great next step for somebody if you're saying um hey i may be interested in this or if somebody does approach them um in in their church or uh, even their community. We've seen people that uh, at, at churches in the network, I get to talk to a lot of churches, that people in their community just want to use philanthropy. They don't even go to the church, but like, I see what you're doing. I heard that project you were giving to, and I would love to support you in that way. What are some of the best ways that they can uh, move forward if they're interested in in making something happen? Sure. Yeah. So, um it kind of depends on, you know, if you want to start learning about cryptocurrency, like I said, there's a number of different um, exchanges. Exchange is essentially a place where you can buy and sell cryptocurrency. Um, some common ones in the U.S. are like Coinbase or Gemini or Crypto.com. Um, again, not not recommendations of any of those, but you can start there. They have kind of a, you know, a what is crypto, mm-hmm. and you can you can learn about that. Um, I will say... Um, you know, we we recommend against churches setting up their own wallets sure. and managing their own wallets, um, and really the the reason behind that is um, it you know working with a system keeps things every working with a provider keeps things everything above board from the standpoint that no one can really question you in terms of you know well did that crypto come in did you did you send out some of that crypto before you liquidated it did mm-hmm. it, some of it go to a personal address. Um, and um, it's not up to you know one particular individual to you know manage keys. Yeah. So um, and that, that's basically like passwords. So um, you know we we handle kind of all of that stuff. And and frankly, it it it's a really clean separation between what's happening in the crypto world and what you're doing in your ministry. Um, so we. Yeah, by all means, you could, if you wanted to, set up and manage your own wallet, but we recommend not doing that. Yeah. Um, secondly, um, do your research, talk around. I mean, we're obviously not the only game in town, um, but we do think we're uniquely positioned to best serve the church and the ministry space. So, um, you know, you can feel free to reach out. We'll give you a demonstration um, at endgiven, E-N-G-I-V-E-N. Um, but yeah, our, our heart just, you know, bleeds for Jesus and the things of the kingdom and the things that, um, you know, we get to interact with some of the coolest organizations, some of the coolest churches, and um, it's just it's just a blessing to see. Um, essentially, churches, this is not part of your budget. So when churches receive a cryptocurrency donation, it's just found money. Yeah, and and I mean we've seen we've seen churches from you know 100, 200 member churches receiving five six figure cryptocurrency gifts, and it's just absolutely exciting. Um, and, and, and to me, it's, it's like I, I look at wealth in America. 90% of wealth is in assets. But we, as a church, go after that 10% that's in cash. Sure. So, you know, why would we not open up new gateways for generosity and philanthropy f- to impact, um, you know, our missions as, as organizational leaders? So, I mean, that's really my heart. That's, that's our heart at End Given, um, just seeing... Um, you know, these assets used for kingdom purposes. Yeah, that's so good. I, I I think that what you said is so true. It's like we, I mean, I look at River Valley in our entirety and we've been around for 26 years, but people have, you know, in a lot of ways we celebrate the, the cash that's given, but you think about people have given houses and cars and, um, you know, all sorts of assets and now cryptocurrency. And it's like, these things are fueling the mission 
And it's like, or would we be happier with, you know, if you think of in a tangible, something we understand, it's like, would we be happier with a, a $10,000 gift or a $300,000 home, you know, that's an asset? And it's like, well, of course people would say the home, but I think in crypto, there's just this, there's a hesitancy of like, I don't understand it yet. And because I don't understand it, I can't get involved. And, and truthfully, my heart in it is I just... I want pastors to feel equipped. I want them to say, like, if there are people in your congregation, and a lot of times I think um, they think it's young people that maybe are like me, like, oh, they're in their 20s or they're in their late teens and they got into crypto. And and there are a lot of a lot of them, but there's also a lot of people of all ages that just were early on. Maybe they were they got wind of it or they believed in it or they had a friend, I a friend of mine. Oh, there's all crypto stories. I'm sure we could tell stories, but a friend of mine was sharing a story with me about his uh, friend in the military, and he asked him what Bitcoin was in 2013. And he's like, I don't know. And he's like, I'm going to buy a bunch. And now he's worth hundreds of millions of dollars living in Singapore, like totally life changed. Um, now, maybe that's not the story of every single person in their church, but there are people out there that I think truly are want to make a difference. That's what's unique about the community in the space is there is there are a lot of people that are fed up with maybe the the corruption that they've seen in the world. And now that they have a little bit of power in their hands, I've seen a lot of people, even who are not people of faith, really desiring to do a lot of good. Mm, that's good. And, and one thing I'd add, Logan, in terms of, you know, why why would a church do this? Um, another key thing that, that we can never, you know, um, overemphasize is the importance of connecting with the next generation. Mm-hmm. You know, when you look at, you know, the, the, the kids in, in youth, uh, young adults in, in youth, um, the most of them have, have crypto wallets. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, many, many, many of this next generation will never touch a plastic card. Yeah. Many of them will, will rarely touch paper bills. So uh, we need to start as organizational leaders we need to start thinking about how do we connect with that next generation in giving? Yeah. Because like you said, I mean, there's a number of, of um, cryptocurrencies where in the last year, if, if you were in at the right time, I mean, you, you could see a thousand, 10,000% returns. And a lot of these, um, you know, these kids don't really have any outlets for it. So they'll just spend, you know, ten, twenty thousand dollars $20,000 worth of, you know, Ethereum or, or you know, Decentraland uh, token and buy or new... Or Yeah, buy new skins, you yeah. know, for, yeah. for, you know, their, their virtual avatar. So yeah. um, I think that's that's another huge piece of it is we, we need to connect with the next generation. Totally, yeah. And, and, and I think that even as pastors, uh, it's stewarding that, pastoring people through that. I mean, we, we've all seen people in our life who've gotten a lot of money, who money, money can be a curse when it, when it is used for evil. The devil wants to use that money just as much as the Lord does. Um, not as much, but you know, he, he wants to take it away from God's hands. He wants to take it away from God's church. And so he's going to try and use specifically the young people who've come into uh, a large amount of wealth, whether that's $10,000 or a million dollars. I mean, that's bigger than they're ever getting in their allowance. Um, and, and it can be used for destruction. And I think as a pastor to say, hey, we want to we have this conversation. Here's some cool ways that you could do that. You know, in our church, we give to speed the light. You could, you could help fund a, a uh, missionary that gets a vehicle, or you, 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 know, you can give that opportunity. And I think sometimes we're scared as church leaders to ask that question. But truthfully, I mean, Jesus talks about money all the time. The Bible talks about it so much. You read Proverbs, and it's like, wow, this is a lot about wealth. But I think that stewardship component for people who, who and this is, this is something that we haven't really touched on, but 
not only are young people interested in crypto, it's making them interested in finance. It's making them learn so much quicker than they've ever learned in school. And so I think we have actually a wave of, maybe it's not just in cryptocurrency, but we have a wave of a lot of young people that are interested and curious about finance way earlier than they used to. And I think that's an opportunity in the church for us as as young believers to grow them to say, if you're interested in this, look at what can be done with a small amount of money in India. I mean, we talk about, we can plant like a church for a hundred or a thousand dollars. You know, it's like you can plant a whole church in India and a hundred dollars can train a pastor. It's like, whoa, that's, you know, they they have a concept of money that is different. Jordans are like, anyone who sees their youth students wearing Jordans, those are, you can't get a pair of Jordans for under $200 that's a legitimate <laughs> pair of Jordans. You know, there's there's students that are walking in with sneakers that are two, three, four thousand dollars $4,000. And you're like, how did you figure out a way to get it? And again, not just through crypto, but there is this wave that I think is is so curious to me that it's, that it's happening this way. But I believe if we as the church don't get ahead of that, the world is going to use that wealth and that um, desire for wealth to take people away from what they're trying to do in the kingdom. And so I think this is a huge opportunity for pastors and church leaders to, uh, like you said, get ahead of that with this next generation and also hopefully see amazing gifts that come in through people that maybe they wouldn't have expected before. So I'm excited. Um, would love to give you a last word for, uh, again, I know we, we just scratched the surface <laughs> on what's possible. Maybe uh, we'll do a 2.0 version to, to dive deeper into uh, some of the next steps in crypto. But I do think this is a, a really good starting point for people who maybe have no background or just a little bit. But is there any other things you'd love to add or or disclaimers you'd love to give for people? <laughs> we covered the disclaimer at the beginning, so yeah. I won't uh, bore the listeners. But I mean, it really goes back to, you know, the heart. And it's yeah. like... Um, you know, if, if your heart beats for Jesus, for the lost, for your mission, you, you want to do everything within your power to increase your capacity to achieve that mission. Yeah. And so why not, why not open up to cryptocurrency? The SEC has ruled it as a valuable or, or a legal asset class. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it is a, a legal means of, of store of value. So um, I, I would consider you look into it. Mm-hmm. Look into it and and sign up. I mean, you never know. Like I said, you never know who in your congregation yeah. has crypto. Yeah, and the SEC for those Southern listeners is not the Southeastern Conference of Football. It is the <laughs> Securities and Exchange Commission. If they're wondering, they're like, really? The SEC? I knew Alabama knew what they were doing. They're into crypto. Not quite the same thing. Um, but Brandon, I'm I'm glad we got a chance to chat. I'm excited to chat further about this, and uh, just hopefully that people will will grab a hold and that God will speak to them on what it is. I I, I believe there's you know there's books about God and Bitcoin, and there's a, a lot of different people who believe that this is actually a way that God is using us to you know, take back the financial world. We'll save that for another podcast, but um, I do hope that we see this fuel the missions of, of churches, that we see this help send more missionaries, supporting missionaries in countries, and uh, that there'll be new ways of innovation that we can use to fuel the kingdom, because ultimately we want to see more people know Jesus. I know that's your heart. That's absolutely our heart at, at River Valley, and uh, I'm just I'm grateful that you spent a little bit of time to educate us and hope this helped people, so appreciate it. Yeah, thank you, Logan. Yep. Yep.